1: Twenty to receive $20 off your first month for listening to this podcast. Switch now at Visible.com. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. Hey, everybody. Chuck here, and it's Saturday, and that means that I am hungover. I'm just kidding. I feel like a fresh daisy. And right now, I'm going to listen to this one again, and I think you should too. The Stuff You Should Know Select this week is called What Makes a One-Hit Wonder?, super, super cool stuff about pop culture and music from March 2013. Enjoy. Welcome to Stuff You Should Know, a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works.
0: Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. Say something. Um... Yeah, I didn't even (laughs) say say something funny. I just said say something. I know, I froze. Yeah, it's all right, man. That's good quality in a broadcaster. uh, Yeah, to freeze
1: up on the air in a professional talker. Yeah, yeah. How you doing? I'm great. Freezing. Um, I'm good, man. I'm. This is a fun, goofy little topic, and we haven't done one like that in a while.
0: This was a fun article written by a guy <laughs> named Charles W. Bryant, a writer for the site.
1: Yeah, I will go ahead and say one thing I was disappointed in in this article, and I would still like to see someone tackle this in documentary style maybe, huh. is the psychology of being a one-hit wonder. Oh, like what it does to your psyche? If, yeah, as, is it better hellers? to have that one hit and fade away, and at least you had that, or is it better to have never, you know... I just I would be real curious to see a series of interviews with One Hit Wonders to see, like, how they feel about it. All right. You're saying is it better to have
0: hit and lost than never to have hit at all? Exactly. And I couldn't really find anything on that. So I'm sure there's one or two who, like, listen to the podcast. And if you do, write in. Let us know how it is. We're interested. Lou Bega. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> at the very least, Lou Bega listens. <laughs> yeah. Um, the fake Lou Bega. So, Chuck, I wanted to commend you for this article because you really like this is a tough one for with how stuff works articles, we typically take a topic yeah. that is, you know, has a lot of research done on it, it's very well defined and then we deconstruct it. This one is like I, I I looked on the internet, and if you type in "one hit wonder," there is like zero scholarly work done on it <laughs> for good reason. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting though too. Like you brought up the psychology of being a one, yeah, one hit wonder. Yeah, there should wise. be. hasn't anyone ever like done that. a study like that? There is nothing. It's all just lists. Yeah, and I actually did find one good website. It's called um, One Hit Wonder Central dot com, oh, and yeah. they have everything. And you can play like every song. They have it by year. Oh, awesome! Who the one hit wonder was from like the '60s to the '2000s, maybe '50s. They're, some of the greatest songs to me are some of the one-hit wonders. Sure. And yeah. I mean, that's the point. It's like, you know, a one-hit wonder is just something that everybody liked at one time. We just didn't like whatever else they were making, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, at, at least as a, a large collective group. Anyway, back to me commending you. Okay. Um, you had to take something that was really amorphous that everybody knew uh-huh. and would knew if you got wrong. And whip it into shape, like a definable shape. And you got it right. I think you did a great job with that. Thank you, article. man. I so um, the first thing you pointed out was that no one is 100% certain of the origin of this phrase. That's right. But we figured out that it was it first came in print in 1977, right?
1: Well, that's what phrases.org says, and I couldn't find anything to dispute it. But a, a writer there uh, wrote the sentence in July 77 about ABBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of becoming what everyone expected, a one-hit wonder... They soon had a string of hits behind them. Yeah. And uh, although the website Phrase.org does say it appears to have already been a used phrase, but this is the first time they've seen it in print.
0: Right. And and so and there actually is like a, a definition for one-hit wonder. Like there's well a hit, I guess. You yeah. define a hit. And it's got to be on the... Because we're so American centric. Sure. It has to be on the Billboard Top 100. Yeah. And specifically in the Top 40 to be considered a hit, right?
1: Yeah, Yeah. technically for like when most people, like there have been books written about one hit wonders and that's usually what they say.
0: Okay. So that wasn't just you or anything saying that. No, I thought it was a great definition.
1: No, it's a good definition, but that's the generally held definition. But then that's where it gets really blurry as we're about to find out.
0: Right, well... In, in many ways. I mean, yeah, you make a point that there's a lot of uh, one-hit wonders by that definition who are legendary musicians. Yeah. Like uh, Jimi Hendrix. One hit. Janis Joplin. One hit. Uh, Garth Brooks. As Chris Gaines? Uh, yeah. That's his only Billboard hit. Yeah, this his only Billboard top 40 hit. Yeah, uh, but he, he had country hits. Just lived on the country sure. top 10. But yeah, as, as in the mainstream top forty, his only hit was as Chris Gaines with the haircut and the <laughs> yeah. soul patch. Oh yeah, man, that was. Yeah, I don't know what song that was even. I don't either. Um, Beck. Yeah. The Rick, Dead.
1: The Dead. The White Stripes. Uh, Lou Reed. Iggy Pop. Devo. Some like iconic bands and musicians that have only had one hit. Um, and then you've got artists who never had that hit but are still considered one-hit wonders because what you end up realizing is, despite the definition of what a hit is, mm-hmm. a one-hit wonder is something different. It's just an artist and a song who captured something for a moment in time. It doesn't matter if it was a top 40 hit.
0: Right, like you uh, you say, um, Walla Voodoo's Mexican Radio. Absolutely. It was not a top 40 hit. No, but that's definitely... a. A hit, sure. In the Zeitgeist, as you put it? Absolutely. Uh, who else? Uh, I'll melt with you. Modern English. I hate that
1: song. The, so much. the Weather Girls. It's raining men. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. you, you would say all of these are definite one-hit wonders, And, right. and none of them had top forty hits,
0: right? So, but st- sticking to the strict definition, um, that I mean, that still works too, right? Like the Penguins, Earth Angel. Yeah, in the fifties, right? Um, in the sixties, you had um, "Summertime Blues" by Blue Cheer. But they really spent blue on like their one their one thing their one shot was covered in blue. Yeah, Blue Cheer did "Summertime Blues." Green Tambourine, remember that song? No,
1: I didn't. Green Tambourine. It was very like psychedelic. No, and uh, the Lemon Pipers, you know, it's one of those songs where sort of like uh, in the seventies, Argent's "Hold Your Head Up." Yeah, like everybody knows that song.
0: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: But I bet ninety nine people out of a hundred have never heard of the band Argent. No. They probably think, oh, wasn't that the Guess Who or... Wasn't that in Joe Dirt? Or yes. <laughs> wasn't that in Joe Dirt? Was it?
0: Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I never saw that movie. Oh, uh, What? I never saw Joe Dirt. Oh, man. Such a great, like, keep your chin up movie. It is so good. Like, really? you can hate David Spade. You can hate... All of that kind of comedy, uh-huh. but that movie has such like it's got heart. It's a cute movie. It's got, well, I had friends. It's on, that, it's on Netflix streaming. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had friends that worked on
1: it, and that's where I have my Gary Busey insider story. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I told you. You know, he was mm-hmm. he was supposed to play the father, mm-hmm. and if you'll notice in the film, he does not play the father. No, it's done by one Fred
0: <laughs> Ward. Yeah. So Gary Busey was on set for a day, mm-hmm. and it didn't work out. He made it. I wish um, I could tell the whole story. <laughs> he made it into Black Sheep with Chris Farley and. um David Spade. Was he in that? Yeah, he was like the crazy guy who lived in a school bus in the woods. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was the part he was born to play. Exactly. Please don't come to our office, Gary Busey.
1: Um, all right, so that was the 50s, and that's generally when the rock era in the 50s is when you people say you can start talking about things like one-hit wonders. Yeah. Like not some guy who had one big band hit in the 1930s.
0: Although I'm sure they, they were there. Sure. you know
1: That's true. Uh, there's been one song that was a one-hit wonder for two bands, which is interesting.
0: Oh, yeah, let's hear it. Funky Town? Really?
1: Yeah, Lips Incorporated right. in, in 1980, and then, I don't know if you remember Pseudo Echo? They did a version of that in 1986. No. It was a little more electric and upbeat, and that was a bona fide Top 40 hit as well. Jeez. <laughs> so you just can't, people couldn't get enough of Funky Town.
0: I hope that whoever wrote that, like, really cashed in. Yeah, I do too. You know? So, the
1: 60s, all right, no, the 60s was the green tambourine. 70s, songs like Spirit in the Sky.
0: Yeah. By Norman Greenbaum. Yeah, it's a good song. Uh, it was in Apollo 13. One took over the line. I I literally wrote Shudder next to that.
1: What, like? <laughs> oh, you hate that song? <laughs> it's pretty bad. Brewer and Shipley. Yeah. And then uh, Seasons in the Sun, great song. Terry Jacks, never heard of the
0: guy. no. No, nor have I. Nor have I. Um, and you also make the point that the '70s were lousy with disco one-hit wonders. And in, in our disco yeah. um, episode, we talked about why, because it was all producer-driven rather than artist-driven. Exactly. I didn't even bother to like list any in here. No, it's you can just name a disco song, and there you <laughs> <Sorry>. have it. <laughs> like, you know, uh,
1: the '80s. Of course, you had bands <laughs> like Soft Cells, Tainted Love, and Oh, Mickey, You're So Fine. Mm-hmm. Tony Basil, mm-hmm. uh, I Want Candy, by Bow Wow Wow, yep. Kajagoogoo. <laughs> remember what song
0: I don't remember but too I, shy is that who that was too shy shy
1: yeah uh, so the, the 80s was lousy with it but a lot of those songs are great songs and a lot of the artists in the 80s were popular in other countries yeah and are known as one hit wonders here in the US
0: like uh, I was reading a, an article on I think cracked maybe Yeah. about one hit wonders and they were saying like aha had take on me Mm-hmm. Which was a, a hit here in the United States, but that was it. Yeah, but they're like one of the top fifty grossing bands of all time worldwide. Really? Yeah,
1: well, and Aha falls into another weird category, which is a band that's known as a one-hit wonder who actually had a quieter second hit. Oh, really? Yeah, they had a song called "The Sun Always Shines on TV" that was like a top
0: twenty hit. I think. Wow, I don't remember that one. Nobody does. Yeah, they're good though. No, they're awesome. Um, and then remember, Wright said, "Fred, I'm too sexy." Huge in England, yes. Like they're I'm too sexy was actually only hit number two in England. They had another one that hit number one, but here in the states, yeah, I think it hit number one here. I think so too. And then that was it for Right Side Fred. Uh, the same with Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Oh yeah, relax. And,
1: uh, yeah, they were really big in Europe, and Gary Newman.
0: Yeah, that was a good song though. That song holds up. If cars. you go back and listen to cars, yeah. that dude was a good musician.
1: Well, and he was hugely popular and still like tours today. Yeah. So he's he's one of those guys that's like please don't call me a one-hit wonder. Right. I've had a long successful career. Right. Look at my house. You know? <laughs> it's a car. <laughs> no, I think it's like a mansion.
0: No, it's he lives in his car. No, it's where oh. he feels safest.
1: Gotcha. <laughs> he can lock all his doors. Uh Falco and Oh yeah, uh, Nina, were really big in German-speaking countries.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could see that.
1: But you know, had the ninety-nine red balloons, Luftballoons, balloons and then Falco's uh,
0: Rock Me Amadeus. Yeah, huge hit here. <laughs> it like didn't occur to my young brain that that wasn't from the Amadeus soundtrack because remember it came out at about the same time as the movie. Oh yeah, and um, like I just thought it was part of the soundtrack. Yeah. like the movie soundtrack.
1: <laughs> well, the point with this though is that one-hit wonder is sort of a sort of a derogatory term to throw on an sure. artist. Yeah. So, a lot of these people are like in America, like you jerks. I was huge in Europe or maybe uh, some other country. Yeah. And uh you and just my one just go, Yawn. Yeah. Who cares so much for your one hit? Uh, the 90s uh, Crash Test Dummies, remember those dudes? Mhm. Well, that was the song.
0: Oh yeah, mm, mm, mm,
1: mm. yeah, that's right. Uh, the Macarena, even though I don't even like to count that
0: as um, a song. What about Faith No More's Epic?
1: Yeah, see, that's a band that hugely critically popular and had a big cult following. Yeah, but yeah, just the one hit.
0: Yep, F- uh, Epic. Yeah,
1: that was, was the name of it, right? Yeah, you want it all, but you can't have it.
0: That was I remember hearing that song the first time. Oh did, yeah, like, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard.
1: Yeah, and that lead singer, uh, God, what's his name, Mike something. He's, like, super respected. He's been in other bands. Yeah, like Mr. Bungle. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's a big, like, has a big cult following. Yeah, and not not, not among cults even, like, among people who aren't in cults. <laughs> All right, so that's music. That's an overview. Yeah, you make a really good point in this article that, like, one hit wonder, that derogatory term isn't just um, aimed at people only in the music industry, although that's where the lion's share of it is. Yeah. But it shows up in sports. You pointed out a couple of them. Couple of instances,
1: yeah. Well, if you have one hit in baseball, then you've been a complete and utter failure. But uh, a couple of guys have had one
0: hit, and mm. that one hit was a home run, which is pretty cool, which is pretty interesting. Uh, who was it? There was a guy named, um, oh, Chris Jellick, whose name I recognize for some reason. Oh, yeah, and I don't follow the Mets or anything, but I guess I just saw that that bit of trivia before that he had one hit and it was a home run, yeah, maybe so. There's a guy who didn't have a hit, um named Eddie Goodell, he had one plate appearance in a 1951 game for the Yankees, and he was a little person. Oh, yeah. And they put him in against the St. Louis Browns, and he drew four consecutive um, uh, balls and (laughs) got a walk. (laughs) Really? Yeah, and his jersey's in the Hall of Fame, and it's – you can't see me doing this right now. I'm rubbing my face. His number was one-eighth. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but he was, I guess you could say, a one hit sports wonder. It was a kind of a fun story until then. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that was his jam. That's what he got paid for. And that's, the, I mean, he was aware that he was a little person. So he made uh, money off it.
1: What about the art world, design world? There's a very famous person.
0: Yeah. yeah. Harvey Bell. Yeah. Who has the perfect name for what he did. Why is it the perfect name? Harvey Bell. It sounds like the creator of the smiley face. Yeah, the iconic 70s smiley face. Mm-hmm.
1: He created that as a marketing campaign?
0: Um, it sounded like an internal um, morale campaign oh, right. for a state uh, mutual life assurance company. Um, and it took off. I don't know if the company made the money or what, but he was paid 240 bucks for it. And he never had another artistic no. uh, hit. And I looked to see if there were any other artists who were considered one-hit wonder. And I found some, but I didn't recognize any of them. I did recognize one, Grant Wood, the painter of american gothic oh yeah he painted that and was he won all sorts of prizes became like this like cause celeb like all over the art world uh-huh. and the the media started digging into his life and realized that he was a, a middle-aged bachelor who lived at home with his mother and sister and like wanted to know more about that uh-huh. and all of a sudden he like just really couldn't handle the the limelight and it's it's a pretty sad story interesting i think i read an article about it on mental floss it was worth reading. So he never painted again or? I, I don't think he ever kind of went for the gusto if wow. he didn't just stop painting altogether I don't remember the end of the article
1: Well the art world certainly has a lot of people famous super famous for a single painting mm-hmm. but they may have been you know very revered in other areas Right like Faith No More <laughs> That's right. They're the Faith No More of the art world. <laughs> I told you I all this scream this last trip to New York
0: Oh yeah and you were like meh. Yeah this was like meh I I I can see what you're. T- I mean, like you build something like that up in your head. Yeah, you see it everywhere, and then just to see the real one, it's either going to go one of two ways. Sure, you're going to be underwhelmed or amazed. Uh, you
1: know, I completely agree. Yeah, and that's been my uh, that's been what's happened to me with art, because you know how I feel about art. I know how you <laughs> feel about art. I love it.
0: Well, now when you're on the road. Driving in your truck, why not learn a thing or two from Josh and Chuck? It's Stuff You Should Know. Stuff You Should Know. All right. Find Altoids in the checkout aisle. Grab your tin today. Hey everybody, it's time you heard about Squarespace. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own website, whether it's an online course or custom merch Uh, What about books? Yeah. Um, To Kill a Mockingbird.
1: Yeah, that's the one most often cited as the one hit wonder because Harper
0: Lee wrote one book. Yeah. That's um, one of those rare ones where I actually think the movie is better than the book. Oh, yeah? And I love the book. It's one of my favorite books of all time. And I hadn't read it in a while. And I went back and read it. And then I watched the movie shortly after. I was like, holy cow, the movie's better than the book. Yeah, man, Gregory Peck. I mean, yeah. Talk about one of the best casting,
1: but every like all of those p- actors were amazing. Yeah, it?
0: every single one of them. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff.
1: Uh, she wrote um, the one book, and she worked on a second for a while called The Long Goodbye, but shelved it. Then in the nineteen eighties, she started another book, and never finished that one either. And I guess she just
0: procrastinated.
1: She, <laughs> no, I think she just I don't know. I don't know if anyone has an answer why she never wrote again.
0: Same with uh, Salinger. Yeah. Catcher in the Rye, that was it. Except he wrote short stories too, but I mean, he never published another novel. Yeah. And now we'll never know. And John Kennedy Toole. Sure. Confederacy of Dunces. How often do you think about that book? Just in your normal life? How? I don't know. Almost never, maybe?
1: Yeah. A couple of times a year, maybe, when it's like a movie will be in the works that, that never happens.
0: I was thinking about that movie or that book yesterday. Oh, really? And I hadn't read this article yet. Have you read it? No. Yeah, it's
1: good. It's like, I think a lot of people have these expectations because it's known as this like genius work mm-hmm. after this guy committed suicide. And it, it is really good. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think it's like one of the greatest books of all time or anything. Yeah. So what happened to him? Do you know?
0: No. I, I just, I, I've i never read the book. I don't know much about it. I know it's kind of like a wacky Southern Gothic yeah, yeah. Um, kind of novel. Uh, he lives with his aunts, I think, or something like that. Yeah, this crazy character in uh, Louisiana. The th- it's always grabbed my attention because it's just like a perfect title. And then the guy's name is perfect as well
1: John Kennedy Tool. Yeah. Or the, the character. Yeah.
0: The, his, the author. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, he'd killed himself. He
1: was uh, clearly now suffered some sort of mental illness and um, could not get published. And that drove him to uh, eventually commit suicide in 1969. And his mother made it her life's work to get it published, and did so in nineteen eighty neat and then his second book was published, the neon Bible, I think in nineteen eighty six and that was made into a movie so he's not a one hit wonder then well, the neon Bible wasn't a huge hit, but oh, gotcha, but yeah, I would say he's a one hit wonder
0: um and you also bring up movies too, man,
1: yeah, and on books again, Sylvia Plath is on here for the Bell Jar. I kind of wish I hadn't put that in here because she was a, a well known poet.
0: That's why I hadn't mentioned it.
1: You know? <laughs> but she did write the one book.
0: And then what'd she do? Stick her head in the oven or something? I don't know how she killed herself. I think. Virginia Woolf drowned herself, right? Sylvia yeah, Plath always, hung herself? She hung wouldn't. herself, I think. Did she? I, I, that sounds right.
1: God, I remember that scene in uh, Wonder Boys where Toby McGuire rattles off the famous uh, celebrity suicides? Mm-hmm. It was really great. That was a great movie. Uh, Joseph Heller with Catch 22. Yeah. That's certainly a one hit wonder. Um, so, yeah, movies. Um, I mean, there are more directors and actors that you could even mention that had one hit, but legit super, super hits. People like Michael. Is it Cimino or Cimino? Cimino, I think. He Although, if,
0: it's, if you're speaking in the Italian, it'd be Cimino. Cimino. Yeah.
1: Uh, he did The Deer Hunter, of course. Yeah. One best picture and four other Academy Awards. Did
0: he Mao? Huh? Did he Mao? That's what they tell him when they're like making him play Russian roulette. Did he mal? Yeah.
1: Except they probably scream it. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that scene was so intense. <laughs> yeah, it was. I saw that very young. Oh like, really? too young to be seeing that movie in retrospect.
0: Like it made an impression on you?
1: Oh yeah. Huge. Um but yeah, he famously made Heaven's Gate um as his follow up, which was one of the his notorious disasters along with Ishtar. Was it like Waterworld?
0: Was of Heaven's all time. Gate a Warren Beatty movie too? Or is that Heaven Can Wait? He was in Heaven Can Wait and Ishtar. So what about he Heaven's, Heaven's Gate. Gate? What was that about?
1: Yeah, I think it was a Western. Oh, yeah? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and it was just a notorious failure mm. and a very expensive one. And then Chimino never – he made a few other movies, but you haven't heard of many of them. He did Year of the Dragon was like with Mickey Rourke, was yeah. his only other like notable movie.
0: That was supposed to be a good one.
1: Yeah, but it was far from a hit.
0: I got gotcha. you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: And then my favorite, uh, Steve Gordon. One of my favorite movies of all time.
0: I have not seen it. You didn't see Arthur? Not only have I not seen the original Arthur, I haven't seen the remake that includes our friend Hodgman as a candy store manager, yeah, I believe, right?
1: that was terrible, by the way.
0: Not Hodgman's bit.
1: No Hodgman was great, but the, the remake was really bad. Was it? <laughs> and it was so sad because Arthur... Is one of those movies that I hold very, very dear to me. Uh, right. And uh, Steve Gordon wrote and directed it and then died afterward, and it was the only movie he ever made.
0: By his own hand?
1: No, I think he had a heart attack or something, Oh. Uh, and died young, mm-hmm. but uh, youngish. Uh, and it was just so, like, it was a gut-wrenching experience watching the remake for me.
0: Why did you watch it? Like, for example, I think Red Dawn is one of my favorite movies of all time. There's not a chance that I will ever see the remake of Red Dawn.
1: Well, I'm not either, and I learned after Arthur. Oh, yeah, so that's the one that taught you the lesson? Yeah, I'm not going to watch anything that was really precious to me if they reboot it or remake it again, never again. It
0: sounds like Hodgman taught you a valuable lesson. Yeah,
1: and I like Russell Brand, you know, and I thought you know, they made Helen Mirren, John Gielgud's character, and was just enough of a spin where I was like, "Well, that could be interesting," mm-hmm. but then everything about the movie was just some new little spin to m- make it different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was like, "Hey, let's make the the man a woman. Let's make the the white guy uh, Puerto Rican." <laughs> you know, and it was like Louis Guzman, and uh-huh. it was just it was bad, <laughs> so bad. I got gotcha. you.
0: Yeah. Well, that's it for uh, Arthur. Yeah. Um, if you want to learn more about Arthur, you can type that word in the search <laughs> bar. Isn't that what this podcast is about? I forgot. Yeah, it was Arthur. One Hit Wonders. Definitely more. That's what it was. You should read this article by Chuck. It's a good one. Um, you can type One Hit Wonders in the search bar at HowStuffWorks.com, and it will bring up this article. Again, a uh, commendable article. Thanks, Chuck. Uh, and I said commendable, so it's time for word from our sponsor. Well, now, when you're on the road... Driving in your truck, why not learn a thing or two from Josh and Chuck? It's Stuff You Should Know. Stuff You Should Know. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Altoids because, let's face it, unraveling the mysteries of the universe is tough work. But with Altoids, your breath will be stronger than a black hole's gravitational pull
1: Hey, friends. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once, and it's really tough for even the most watchful moms and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing.
0: Yeah, Duracell understands this, and that's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power a bunch of important things around people's homes, including things young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them.
1: Even Duracell's packaging is child-secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe their products should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. You can learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely. Available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes.
0: Now it's time for Listener Mail.
1: Josh, I'm going to call this... uh, We're going to give this guy's wife a tongue-lashing.
0: Oh, jeez. What'd she do? You'll see. Okay.
1: Uh, Dudes, I've been an avid listener uh, since shortly after its inception. I'm a huge fan. Especially enjoy listening to it while I'm stressed out. It always soothes my nerves to hear your banter. Uh, Over the years, I've tried to convince my now-wife, Elizabeth, to listen.
0: Oh, I know this one.
1: Unfortunately, she's always insists that you two are stoners and that you're really... Reparte is contrived.
0: This is so far off.
1: <laughs> she makes me change over to this American Life or Radio Lab Great shows, which are podcasts I download to fill the time between stuff you should know releases. <laughs> I've repeatedly informed her that you guys are not stoners. You've done frequent podcasts on the ill effects of drugs, and this has not uh, convinced her still. Uh, Listen with envy when you read letters during Listener Mail about couples who enjoy listening together. That's so sad. (laughs) No. If I'm not mistaken, one pair even became engaged during a Listener Mail segment. Yeah, we don't know about that yet.
0: I'm not vouching for that.
1: Um, It recently struck me that perhaps if you were to give Elizabeth a shout-out at the end of a show, uh, she might be impressed enough to become a fan as well. You could say hi to Elizabeth at the end of a show. You'd be contributing to
0: my marital bliss. So, uh, wait a second, wait a second you realize what's going on here we're being manipulated yeah to to <laughs> say hey to somebody who doesn't even like us I know I feel like there should be some money exchanged for this well no I, I feel
1: instead of saying hi to Elizabeth she needs to get a tongue lashing for these baseless accusations yeah of us sitting around like in a garage smoking marijuana smoking marijuana and just like talking.
0: Yeah, that's BS.
1: That's someone who's never listened to the show. We have banter. We might go off on tangents.
0: We might say like five million times (laughs) in a sentence.
1: But we're not sitting around smoking weed, just rambling.
0: Yeah, we're just relaxed.
1: A lot of work goes into the show. Sure. So, Elizabeth. Mellow out, dude. Yeah, seriously. Maybe you need to go in the garage. (laughs) (laughs) Not <laughs> maybe. <you. laughs> so anyway uh, this guy's a neurologist and he said the alien hand syndrome part uh, struck close to his heart awesome and Devin if this doesn't do it then Elizabeth can just go listen to this American Life in radio yeah lab.
0: let her hang out with hourglass it's cool
1: and I'm sorry for your marriage because it is clear, <laughs> clearly headed in the wrong direction I think we had her <laughs> until
0: just that last sentence right there
1: no she's great I'm sure she'll, she'll tune in
0: um, we'll find out let us know Devin will you Uh, If you want us to say something specific to somebody you know, um, we very well might do it if you ask. We might. We have before. Um, You can tweet to us at SYSK Podcast. You can join us on Facebook.com slash StuffYouShouldKnow. You can send us an email to StuffPodcast at HowStuffWorks.com. And as always, join us at our home on the web, (laughs) StuffYouShouldKnow.com.